Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslo Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 11th of January. Good to have you aboard. We are now a Blue Wire podcast show, as today is the debut of Zaslo Show 2.0 on the Blue Wire podcast network. I'm so excited about it. Uh, I wanted something like that from the get-go when we started this venture, when we started Zaslo Show 2.0. Blue Wire was the podcast network that I knew of. Uh, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about podcasting, but I knew a Blue Wire because they have they have the big names like Duncan Robinson's podcast, The Long Shot. He's on Blue Wire. Chris Long is on Blue Wire. Richard Jefferson's on Blue Wire. Uh, my guy Chris Van Vliet, 
who was on the show last week, who's one of my favorites. He, of course, is huge on Blue Wire. So Blue Wire Podcast, they reached out to me uh, not too long ago. They were excited. They were interested. And if they were interested, I'm interested, you know. So that was a real thrill to to, to start talking with them and, and to wind up coming to an agreement. And today, the debut show of Zaslow's show 2.0 as part of Blue Wire Podcast. So nothing changes on your end. Got to make sure that you know about that. Literally, if, if you've, you've been a subscriber to Zaslow's show 2.0, you're still getting the feed the exact same way that you were getting it before. Nothing has changed on your end. Uh, you will notice there's going to be a, a, you know, I do live, love my sponsors. You got to support the sponsors. I got great sponsors, of course. Zaslow Show 2.0, title sponsor. We are always presented by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, all right? This was, n- n- I'm serious, none of this is possible without Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-FREE. If you have a, an injury from an accident, they're going to take care of you. Get a lawyer on the phone right away. You'll tr- you trust them because I'm telling you you can trust them, all right? But none of this happens without them getting on board immediately and really uh, not only giving me the credibility, but but also giving me the boost of confidence that I needed right from the get-go. That's the God's honest truth. So you got to support the sponsors. Of course, we got Briny Irish Pub. We got Brunt Insurance. We got Johnny Cuba, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. And Doctors on Call 365 coming right out to your home and making sure that you, you get better. You don't want to be sick. You're going to so you got to support the sponsors. I love those guys. This isn't possible without them. Certainly not possible without you guys, the listener. But you'll also notice there are going to be a few more commercials that are on the show now. And that's a good thing. It's There's no other way to look at it. That's a good thing. Now, it's never going to be like the, the, the commercial breaks like on terrestrial radio. That's never going to be the case. And, it, you're, you know, more commercials means the show's having success, means the show's doing well. And it also means we I mean, keep everything free for you guys. I'm never going to put anything behind a paywall, all right? I, I don't, you know, some people probably do that in podcasts or what have you. Uh, that's never going to be the case. I'm never going to do that, all right? You can put this down. You can write it in, in ink, all right? I'm never going to put anything behind a paywall. I'm not important enough, you know, for, for you guys to have to pay to listen to what I have to say. But more commercials means the better the show is doing, and it also makes sure that we can keep everything free, all right? So there you have it. So I hope that that you know the the adjustment over here to Blue Wire as far as look I got a whole team here all right I got a whole team I got a whole crew working everybody hey I mean you guys do a great job I got a whole crew working on this show all right so my team the only thing that might change is me you know having to to get the podcast to get the show up on the Blue Wire network but I think I got a handle of everything matter of fact if you're listening right now. I got a handle of it. Everything worked out great, all right? If, if if you can't listen to the show right now, then it didn't go well. But if you are listening right now, then everything went great. My crack team, all you guys, you're doing such a terrific job putting the show together. Everyone got it right, all right? So nothing changes on your end, and I'm super appreciative and just really thrilled to be part of Blue Wire Podcast Network. Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's the next step, obviously, in Zaslow Show 2.0. Uh, tell your friends... Tell your family, tell your mother I say hello, and and make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all of that good stuff. So really glad to have you aboard here, and I'm super excited to be aboard with Blue Wire Podcast. Uh, Really terrific, and I appreciate those guys, everyone who's helped me out as far as, uh, you know, making this transition smooth. They've really made it very easy. 
So anyway, that that's a little business that we started the show off with. But the, the, the important business, right, is your Miami Heat last night. First of all, we got the double dip. Everybody knows what the double dip is. The double dip is when the Heat and the Panthers play on the same night. All right. And last night was really cool because it, it wasn't at the same time. You get the Heat at 730, TNT exclusive game. I told you, though, yesterday, even if the game was also on Bally, I was going to watch TNT because now that, you know, now that I'm not on the Heat broadcast anymore, back then, if I'm doing the road games, I do the road games in the studio. Of course, we're talking about the Zazzle Mansion Network studios. I'd be going into the studio. That was for the birds. But if I'm doing the game from the Zazzle Mansion Network studios, I'm watching the local feed. I'm watching Bally, of course, watching my guys, Eric Reed and John Crotty. But now that I'm not on the broadcast anymore, it's like, you know what? Let me give the TNT broadcast a listen. Now, granted, I didn't even realize last night was a TNT-only game. And you had, uh, uh, it was Brian Anderson, Stan Van Gundy, Grant Hill on the call. Stan Van Gundy, that's my guy. He's going to hop on the show today. We're going to get Stan Van Gundy on the Johnny Cuba guest line. Of course, everybody knows Johnny Cuba. That is the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. Start with a refreshing German lager in a can. Grab a six-pack of Johnny at your local Sedanos, Winn-Dixie, Presidente, Fresco y Mas. Don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. And last night, if you had a Johnny in your hand and you were watching the Heat last night, you were very pleased with the way they were able to get through that game. They didn't shoot well. They shot under 40%. Matter of fact, the Thunder shot pretty well themselves. But that's the kind of game, shorthanded, and a scrappy Oklahoma City team. You take that win. I liked last night. So like I said, Stan Van Gundy was on the call last night. He's going to join Zaslow Show 2.0 today. I haven't spoken to Stan in a few years. I got to be honest. I used to talk to him pretty often. I haven't spoken to him in a long time. So saw that he was doing the game last night. Like, all right, let's, let's get Stan on the show. So we'll get Stan Van Gundy. We're, we're big fans. We'll get him on the show coming up in a little bit after I go through all the stuff that happened last night. But last night, you had the Heat at 7.30. And then you had the Panthers at 9.30. All right. So you got to you got to have the Heat game bleed into the Panther game. Let me take a sip of my vitamin water here real quick. Ah, I love vitamin water. All right. Nobody cares. So, you were able to have the Heat bleed into the Panther game, a thrilling finish to the Heat game, which we'll get to in a second, and then, of course, you know, I mean, can the Panthers possibly win at Colorado? Defending Stanley Cup champions, I know they're not what they were last year, they're having a little bit of a struggle, the Avalanche, but still, it's a road game in Colorado, defending Stanley Cup champions, and you got the double dip. That's right, the double dip, everybody knows, is when the Heat and the Panthers play on the same night, and they both win. You have two options. If they both win, that's the double dip. If they both lose, that's the double dick punch. Nobody wants the double dick punch. But the double dip, everybody wants. And last night, you got the double dip. How about that? So the Heat and the Panthers, they both come through for you. And both of them really winning in thrilling fashion. So we'll start out with the Heat, of course. And... I was really into the Heat game. Now, maybe I was feeling good. I was excited about my deal with Blue Wire. I mean, granted, it was a Tuesday night. Uh, decided to pour myself a little bit of the brown, you know, pour myself a nice drink. So maybe because I, I, I had the drink in me, I, just, I, was, I was a little fired up over the Heat game last night. But also, 
I I like the way the Heat are playing lately. I do. And while they didn't necessarily they didn't play great last night, but for a team that shoots under 40% for the game, to still manage to score 112 and 40 for 40 from the free throw line and come from behind late as well. I mean, we were down by five with a little more than a minute left in the game. You had Oladipo with the three-pointer, cuts it to two, and uh, and we'll get to the finish in a second. But I was feeling good about myself last night, had myself a nice drink during the game, and I was actually on the edge of my couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room, watching the heat on the uh, on the Zaslow Mansion family room big TV. And then off to the side, I had the Panthers, <coughs> Zaslow Mansion family room small TV. So I was on the edge of the couch, and I was into I was out standing up and cheering. I was doing the fist pumping. I was into him. I didn't care that my son was over in the kitchen doing some studying. I was yelling out to him, son, make sure you watch watch the end here. We're about to win it. I didn't care. All right. The most important thing that was going on in the Zaslow Mansion house last night was to finish that heat game last night. We got to pull out that win. So down by five. Now, there's several big takeaways from the heat game last night. All right. And we're starting with the finish. We're starting with Jimmy Butler. So. Down by five. It, it, hey, look, it's so hot. Josh Giddy with like a couple baskets in a row. Good player. That Thunder team, they're five games under 500 right now. Granted, much better than they thought they were, or they were expected to be. Shea Gilgis Alexander is not a good player. He's a great player. A, and that's, I, I love those trades where it works out for both teams. That's one of those deals, you know, Clippers and Thunder. Paul George over the Clippers. They're, I mean, Certainly, uh, 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 Presti, Sam Presti, you know, pointed out, hey, if you want Paul George, you want Shea Gildas Alexander, who I think had just finished his rookie season at the time. I can't imagine they thought he was going to be this good, but that's a trade that works out for everybody. You may be able to say it worked out better for Oklahoma City because the Clippers ha haven't done shit with Paul George, and the Thunder, th this is a, they have a superstar piece to build the rest of their team around. Josh Giddy. Next year, they'll get Chet Holmgren. You know, he'll be healthy. And then who knows what happens with some of these draft picks. He's got a million draft picks. <coughs> so uh, they're, they're, they should be on an episode. Sam Presti and the Thunder should be on an episode of Hoarders. They have too many draft picks. But anyway, so the Heat are down by five. Come out of a timeout, Oladipo. Let's go, dog. And Oladipo knocks down the three. I'm so happy with Victor Oladipo, man. I, I think he's back. Now, when I say I think he's back, we're not talking he's going to be the all-star that he was in Indiana, but he is clearly a player who needs to be on the floor finishing games for the Heat. And that's why I told you, my, my go-to closing five, when, when the Heat have everybody, which they never do, is Oladipo, Hero, Butler, Highsmith, Bam. No Lowry. No. No Lowry. You got four guys who are big offensive players. You got four guys who are big defensive players there. And, and I trust Highsmith. I trust him on the floor out there. He is not a good, a great defender. That's my, that's my closing five. Oladipo's back. And we'll talk about this with Stan Van Gundy. But, and we've been talking about this for a couple days now. The Heat didn't add anyone in the offseason. Clearly, once the Kevin Durant stuff did not materialize, the way that they were going to get better had to come from internal growth. They're clearly getting it from Bam. He is a big-time offensive player now. And 
another place where they had to get the internal growth, they needed a healthy Oladipo. And they needed him to be an impact player. And I think he's back. And if that's the case, that's a, like Oladipo's only been, you know, back for a few games now. And the Heat find themselves out there a couple games over 500. You got 39 games remaining in the season. This team can do some damage. It Now, yes, if they're healthy, of course, that's what we're talking about here. But if they just added, you know, kind of close to all-star form, close to peak form Victor Oladipo, that's a big difference maker for this team. And I think he's back. I'm very happy for him. So Oladipo, he hits the three there. You had to have that shot to give yourself a chance. You need the basket. You need a stop. You need a basket. Boom. You could tie the game. All right, you're down by five. Oladipo gets the three. Now they're within two. They end up fouling. I forget who it was that they fouled. And then you get the furious finish. Misses both. And an offensive board. Wiggins. And it's loose. And here comes Oladipo. Two-point game. Butler goes down on the block. And Butler scores. And one. The experience of Jimmy Butler in the post. Has the rookie on him. Great ball fake. Able to sell it. Initiating the contact with the body. And a three-point play opportunity. And an opportunity to take the lead here. Hell yeah. Okay, you love that because you love Jimmy going to the basket there for the second game in a row. But if you were watching the game, you saw how fired up Jimmy was after he got that shot. And he doesn't show a ton of emotion. Now, granted, it's a potential game-winning shots. There are a couple of really cool things that happen here. So it's a potential game-winning shot. He gets the foul. He's super pumped up. And you have to believe part of that, because remember, we talked about this yesterday. Jimmy didn't blame the referees from the loss against Brooklyn. You know, we, we, we know they got it wrong on the floor and the league's last two-minute report got it wrong. So they were double wrong. Jimmy didn't complain. Jimmy said after that game, I got to make that shot. I got to finish that shot. He never complains. I, I love that about him. It is such a no-excuse team, the Miami Heat. I love that about Jimmy. It's part of why I don't like Kyle Lowry. Like, Kyle Lowry, his, you know, his, his, you know, the, the uh, just how hard he plays all the time, that's very Heat culture. But the nonstop complaining, the out of shape, it, it's so not the Heat. It, it, it's so easy to, it, or I should say, it's so hard to like him. I was going to say it's so easy to dislike him. But either one, like, I don't know. It, it's, it's so not what we do. I love that Jimmy Butler never complains. And I have to believe, after that finish of Brooklyn, where he's blaming himself, I got to finish that. And he's right. He then gets the exact same type of scenario at the end of the game. Gets the basket and the foul, potentially to win the game. He was fired up. And you have to believe that it was in the back of his mind. It's like, yeah, this time I'm finishing this game. So that was awesome. And then the next really cool part, you know, the Heat. They're 20 for 20 from the line. They're 23 for 23 from the line. They're 29 for 29 from the line. Now they got the all-time franchise record. They're approaching the all-time record, which was uh, uh, 39 for 39. They, they tie it earlier in the fourth quarter. 39 for 39. All-time record is tied. And with a chance to get the all-time NBA record for most free throw attempts in a game without a miss, it's going to have to come 
to win the game. Game on the line, just a few seconds remaining. It's going to have to come at the very end of the game. And Jimmy knocks it down. 40 for 40 from the free throw line. All-time NBA record. And it's a game winner from Jimmy Butler. Hell yeah. I was very fired up for that game. And you know what it was? When Jimmy got the ball, he made the move in the paint. He makes the pump fake. Defenders in the air. I, I, I swear to God. You, you know my style. If I was at the game, you have to hold me back. Ruth Riley would have to hold me back. I jump up the, when the defender went up in the air. You're all watching. You're watching Rome. You know what I'm talking about. If you know what I'm talking about, you message me right now. At Zaslow Show on Twitter. I'm at Zaslow Show on, Insta Show J on Instagram where I'm, influence, where I'm an influencer. But you, you can tweet at me at Zaslow Show. You know what I'm talking about. Defender went up in the air. I immediately jumped off the couch. And I went right into fist pump mode. I was so fired up because right when that defender went up the air, you knew we won the game. You do. You knew it. You knew we won the game. Defender got up in the air. Jimmy's going to get the contact. He's going to finish. I mean, you know, and you figure he'll make the free throw. But once defender got up in the air, you knew we won the game. And it's exactly what happened. Drew the contact, got the call, baskets good, and the free throw, heat win. It was, I thought it was, it was maybe the most excited I've been all year. It, even more than the Tyler Hero hitting the three in Utah. Like, that was super cool, you know. But there's something about at home, you know. And the Heat have not been good at home this year. They're actually a good road team now. The Heat have not been good at home this year. And you kind of figure, God, I want to get, get the home crowd something to be fired up about. Which, by the way, shout out, man, to that home crowd. It's a Tuesday night against Oklahoma City. And, and by the way, you know, Bam's not playing, Hero's not playing. Now, not that you would get the word that you have tickets to the game, Bam and Hero aren't playing. Like, oh, I'm not going to go. That, that, that wouldn't happen. But it's a Tuesday night against Oklahoma City. And that building's packed to the gills, man. I told you, like, when I was there uh, a few weeks ago, who were we playing? Who did we play that night? Uh, Indiana. Yeah, we played Indiana. Terrible. And it was a Monday night against Indiana. And I said to my friend, I go, look at this place. Packed. Team's mediocre. Packed. And, and even last night, we're a game over 500 going into that game last night. It's a Tuesday night, downtown Miami against Oklahoma City. And, and I mean, the place is packed. Really great job by the Heat fans. So cool. Great crowd. Great finish. Really happy with the way the team is playing right now. That's why the Brooklyn game was so disappointing. I really liked the way the team played. But, uh, yeah, you got to start stringing together these wins, man. So next up, you got a back-to-back at home. Well, it's Thursday and then Saturday. Saturday afternoon, ABC. How about that? Before, that's a sports day. Before the NFL gets going at 4.30, 1 p.m., Heat Bucks, FTX Arena. I, you know what? I may be trying to go. I might be trying to go to Heat Bucks on Saturday afternoon. Now, everybody knows, if I'm trying to go to a game, that means I'm putting out the bat signal. That means, that means I'm looking for the hookup. I might be trying to go Saturday afternoon, Heat and Bucks. Now, that's preceded by Thursday night, Heat and Bucks. So you got two in a row here. I think, realistically, you're looking for a split. That's a lot to ask for. Can we take... Two straight games against the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a lot to ask for. So, you know, 
you get them, they get you, or they get you, you get them, that'll be understandable. Getting both, that's tough. That's tough. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So that's what's up next to the Heat. The other story. So I gave you, there were three big stories from the game last night. One, I think Victor Oladipo's back. Two, Jimmy Butler finishes when he couldn't finish against Brooklyn. And number three, Dwayne Dedman. What the hell? What the hell? So you get like, you get an argument between Deadman and Karan, I guess. And then Spo jumps in there and you get the back and forth there. The part that we don't know yet, maybe we know by now, but not at the time of this recording. Deadman decides to leave. He's walking to the back room there. Now, this came after, you got to remember, he did not get the start. Bam's out. He did not get the start. And we all know Orlando Robinson should be getting all the backup center minutes. He should. And that's going to be tough for a a veteran who's proud. He's been a good backup center for most of his career. And now he sees the writing on the wall. He's going to lose his minutes. He didn't even get the start last night. Robinson did. And then Deadman comes in. He gets pulled pretty quick. He's pissed off. So this is a tough situation now. Now, was he sent to the back? Or did he decide, eh, you know what, I'm not playing anymore. Uh, Either one is not good. And as he's walking to the back, he smacks like a chair, which somehow the massage gun goes flying onto the court. He then gets ejected. And you can't do it. Can't do it. You can't do it. Number one, someone could get hurt. Now, I know he didn't mean to do that. But number two, the Heat had eight guys available last night. Because we're not counting Hazlitt. So, Deadman now made it, we got seven guys available. I mean, Jamal Cain's playing big-time minutes. It's a selfish move from Deadman. I would expect the Heat to suspend him for a game. I think the league's going to. I would expect the Heat to suspend him for a game. You know, very similar to a, a few years ago where Hassan Whiteside was behaving poorly. Team suspended him for conduct detrimental. I, I imagine they'll suspend that. They're not cutting him. I know it's talk about how uh, his contract's not guaranteed next year, so he's not going to be back with the team. Well, yeah, that's true. But you're not going to cut him because they're going to try and trade him. You're going to try and use his contract in a trade before the deadline in February to improve the team. There's no way they're just waving him. That, that's, that's silly. That's not going to happen. But the writing's clearly on the wall. 
Orlando Robinson should be getting all of his minutes. He's just a better player right now. And I would expect Edmund to be suspended for a game. But you also got to remember, the team prides themselves on, like, they secret, they, like, they love this stuff. And I'm not saying that Eric Spolster and the team likes Dwayne Dedman tossing or, you know, hitting the massage gun onto the floor, getting thrown out, technical foul, only seven plays. They don't like that. But, like, they, 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 they love the whole, I mean, listen to Eric Spolster here when he's asked about it by Stephanie Reddy going into the fourth quarter. So we showed Devin getting ejected. Can you tell us what happened there? It's a regular Tuesday night with the Miami Heat. We're in a one-point game, and uh, we have some skirmishes on the bench. Like, they secretly love that stuff where they get to say, uh, it's, it's a Tuesday night Miami Heat basketball. They love that stuff. And, like, they're not going to get rid of him right now because you can't, you can't, I don't think you could preach the whole, you know, we're a family, uh, emotions are high. We thrive in those type of situations. And for a guy who's been on the team, I think this is third year, third or fourth year. You can't, I think it's his third year. I don't think he was on the finals team, so I think it's his third year. You can't then get rid of, like, he's part of your family, you know? And family's allowed to make mistakes and apologize. So, yes, it's a, it was a selfish play from Deadman, But you can't just get rid of him. Like, I think that would kind of go against what the team stands for, you know? And especially when they love the whole, we thrive in this type of situation, this type of energy. That's just a Tuesday night Miami Heat basketball. They love that. They love being able to say that. They love that stuff. So, anyway, those were your three big things. Those were your three big stories from the game last night. Like I said, Stan Van Gundy is going to join us coming up in a little bit, and we'll continue on with, uh, with the Heat last night. Next up, Thursday and Saturday afternoon against the Milwaukee Bucks there in town here. Uh, the Panthers last night, I'll do a little bit of Panthers here real quick. I, I had to mentally prepare. I, the, the Panthers were so ripe to blow that game. They're up 3 nothing in the blink of an eye in the first period. And really through the first two periods, <laughs> the Panthers played great. Let, when it was 0-0, they were not playing well. Once they got that first goal, and it was Barkov, beautiful goal off the backhand, he, he gets it going one nothing. Then you get the goal from Montour. Then you get the goal from, who was it? Uh, Sam Bennett gets a dirty goal. You're up 3 nothing. Nice. 3-1 at the end of the first period. Okay. Kachuk makes it 4-1 late in the second. So you have 4-1 going into the third. Well, the Avalanche make it 4-2. Uh, then it's 4-3 20 seconds later. Such a soft goal Bobrovsky gave up. And at that point, when it's 4-3, you, you got to mentally prepare that they're going to blow it. You, you know where this is going. It's going from a game that you could hope is, is like a catalyst, a jumping-off point to get this thing going. Team hasn't won three straight games all year. And... Now I have to mentally prepare at, at, at midnight to go to sleep aggravated with the Panthers. After that, he win. You're going to do this to me, Panthers? And then they tie the game, which you saw coming. Then you get a miracle where you get the review. The play was offside. Okay. Okay. We get thrown a lifeline there. But you know then the next goal, instead of it being the winner, is going to be to tie the game. And like a minute later, they tie the game. I I mean, think about that for a second. The Panthers, after being up 4-1 to one at the third period, start of the third period, in the span of like a minute, gave up two game-tying goals. Now, one of them was taken away, of course. But that it's so this team this year. 
So I have to mentally prepare that they're definitely going to lose this game. It's 4-4. And with just a few minutes left in the game, Panthers get really lucky. Like, Matthew Kachuk ends up getting his second goal of the game, another dirty goal, but, like, he's chipping away at it, chipping away at it. Kale McCarr, he's trying to hit the puck away, but as he hits it away, it bounces off the skate of his own player into the back of the net. Kachuk gets credit for the goal because he was the last Panther to touch it, but then it was touched by two Avalanche players. Panthers get the game-winning goal there, and they hang on late, a 5-4 win. Huge win for the Panthers, super-duper stressful, but nonetheless, they come away with the win. So we end up going to sleep last night with the double dip. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so the Heat, of course, are coming off of what I think is a really nice win last night over a, a scrappy Oklahoma City team, a Thunder team dealing with injuries as well. That's, I think, a lot better than, you know, people thought they were going to be this year. The Heat very shorthanded last night. And joining us here, we have a former Miami Heat head coach, but, of course, current TNT broadcaster, Stan Van Gundy. Stan, been a long time since we've spoken to you. I appreciate you hanging out with us here today. Uh, we had a really good game last night, I thought. That must have been an entertaining game for you guys to call, right? Yeah, it certainly was. We thought it would be a pretty good game. Like both of those teams, they both play very, very hard and and with great energy. But then when Miami had four starters out, you didn't really know what to expect. But, you know, I don't know that any team in the league over the last few years has played shorthanded better than the Heat have played. Um I think part of it is is Eric Spolstra never flinches. I mean, he just takes who he's got and gets them ready to play and expects them to play well. Um, and they usually come through for him, and they certainly did last night. You know, this has been uh, a tough year, which is getting better. Uh, I, I really like the way the team has played lately. But one thing that I've said to the Heat fan this season is, listen, uh, literally every season – of Eric Spolstra's coaching career with the Heat, the team has gotten better throughout the season. They are better in the second half of the year than they are in the first half of the year. Uh, that's pretty impressive to be able to do that, Stan. Like, literally every single season that he's coached the team, they are better by the end of the year. Yeah, I, I think part of it is is just that's his approach, is just to keep getting better every day. Um, he does a great job of navigating through the highs and lows of the season doesn't get real high, doesn't get real low, just continues to forge ahead. And he's got great belief in his players and their team. I personally think this roster's good enough to contend, but what's important is Eric Spolst genuinely believes that it is. And I think that helps them moving forward. All right, let's, Let's talk about, uh, I don't know, maybe it was the big story from last night. So all of a sudden, you're doing the game, and you see a, uh, you see a massage gun fly onto the floor. Uh, like, did you have any idea what happened? I know you guys were watching the replay. Like, oh, that's, that's how it got there. Did you know Deadman was having an argument? Like, what was your vantage point? Yeah, no. When it first came onto the floor, we had no idea what was going on. And then with the replay, you could see that he had gotten into an argument with Eric about something. Um, who knows? Those kind of things happen all the time. And I don't think by any means he meant to throw anything on the floor. Um, I think he was just slapping down on it and going to throw it off the chair. And the thing went 
went flying. So I don't think that was Dwayne Dedman's intent. But there's no question at that point that he was going to get he was going to get tossed. And either way, very irresponsible and immature on Dedman's part, particularly on a night where the Heat only had nine guys, one of them being Udonis Haslam, who very rarely plays. So, you know, an unfortunate moment. But again, the Heat were able to overcome it. So what happens now today as a former head coach? What what happens today? The Joe Dumars, the league office, they call the Heat. They're like, hey, uh, it's unacceptable behavior. A fan could have been cracked in the back of the head. Uh, we, we got, like, there needs to be some kind of punishment. How does this get handled now today? Well, I, I, the league office may have something to say. It could be, a, you know, as simple as a fine. Um, I think it would be hard to look at that and see any uh, attempt, uh, you know, intent. Um, but there could be a suspension. I mean, it is a dangerous thing. So we'll just have to see. Um, certainly he and Eric will talk. Probably Pat Riley will talk to him. There may be some internal discipline as well. Um, but the main thing is, is, you know, you let down your teammates. I mean, to me, that's the biggest thing with the entire incident is on a night where you're shorthanded and everybody's fighting like hell, you didn't care enough about your teammates. You know, obviously the team, Spo, they don't like that that Deadman was leaving the game. They don't like that he got sus- that, that he got ejected. But when Stephanie Reddy is talking to him, you know, going into the fourth quarter and she asks him what happened there, I feel like there is a part of Spo and the team that loves being able to say that's a Tuesday night for the Miami Heat organization. It's no big deal. I feel like they love that part. Yeah, I I mean, I think there's certainly a part of them that does. And and I don't think, you know, we were talking about it um, after the game last night with our TV crew walking back to the hotel. And I said, I don't think there's any coach in the league that rolls with the punches better than Eric. I mean, we've um, have those conflicts and it just does not bother him. I mean, you know, I think he understands. I think one of the great things, and there's a lot of them, but one of the great things about Spo is he understands the heat of the moment and the emotion of players. And I think uh, the heat like emotional, passionate players. And one of the things that goes with that incidents like last night where people maybe go over the line a little bit and Eric just rolls with it, you know? And again, I think it's one of his great strengths. It's funny that you say that because I remember having a conversation, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago with Ron Rothstein, where his, like his biggest praise or one of his biggest praises for Spo was, I mean, he told me he's never seen a coach who handles adversity as well as Eric Spolstra does. Never seen the best he's ever seen. Yeah, I, I mean, from the outside, I mean, obviously I know Eric well, but I haven't worked with him when he's been a head coach. But from the outside, I would tend to agree with that. And I would certainly trust Ron on it because Ron's been around. And Ron's been around great coaches, let's face it. I mean, he worked for Chuck Daly. You know, he worked highly. So – Ron's seen great coaches, and for him to say that, 
I, I don't think it's probably an exaggeration at all. It certainly looks that way from the outside. Um, you know, Eric is just one that every day he's coming to work to get better and doesn't let a lot bother. Stan, after a game like last night where the Heat shoot 40 free throws, very cool, by the way, that the NBA record gets set on what ended up being the game-winning free throw with Jimmy Butler. The Heat go 40 for 40. Jimmy himself shoots more free throws than Oklahoma City. So after a game like that as a coach, is the first place you go to, that's bullshit, we we got hosed, referees did a terrible job tonight, or is it actually possible that one team gets fouled more than the other team last night? Oh, they did. I mean, I I didn't, um, in calling the game, I I never at any point thought there were a lot of calls missed or non-calls missed. I mean, you know, the the Thunder are a very young, energetic, hard-playing, intense team. I think what Mark Dangnott has done with that group, one of the youngest in NBA history, um, is incredible. I'm just outside of the top 10 defensively but their intensity outweighs their discipline right now you know guys continue to just leave their feet trying to contest shots when Jimmy Butler would shot fake and things I would rather have that as a coach you know that you're gonna have to rein guys in a little bit than to have to try to get them to play hard so that team's taken a huge step in their development But the next big step defensively is better discipline. They didn't show it last night, and it's what beat them. I mean, look, the Heat only shot 39%. They shot 30% from three, and they had 20 turnovers. So Oklahoma City did a lot of good things defensively, but their lack of discipline and their unnecessary fouls in the end beat them. And what's amazing about the Heat going 40 for 40 is – like Rob Wilson texted me after the game and said, 40 for 40, and they literally need every single one of them. Yeah. 39 for 40 would not have won that game. Yeah. So it was really, um, it was a strange game. You just don't see games like that, obviously. Um, but Jimmy's ability to get to the line is ultimately what won the game. Um, I'm surprised. I know he's great drawing fouls. But he's not any longer a great shooter from the floor. I'm just surprised that more players don't go into it with a great discipline that, you know what, I'm going to make the guy make shots to beat us. If he can make enough jump shots to beat us, but I'm not fouling. I mean, Wade was a little better from that mid-range area, but, I mean, we were saying nah, it about Dwayne forever, better. you know? Nah, he, Dwayne was a lot better, I mean, in terms of of his ability to shoot. I, I'm talking about it than what Jimmy is now. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy in the past, yeah, has been a, a great, great player. And he's still a good player. Yeah. But if Jimmy – I mean, Jimmy's scoring 30% of his points from the free throw line. I mean, you've got to cut those things down. I, look, to me, Zaz, like as a coach, when you're playing against the great, great players, you're not going to stop those guys. You're just not. I mean, if there was a 
foolproof way to stop those guys. They wouldn't be who they are. So what you're looking to do is limit their efficiency. And to me, it's always, okay, we're going to get back in transition. We're going to take away those easy buckets. Jimmy doesn't get a lot of those. I do think he had one last night. I'm not going to give them back cuts and things like that for easy layups. We're not going to miss helps. But one of the biggest ones when we prepared to play stars was we're not fouling this guy, you know, especially on jump shots. and things. You're going to stay down on fakes. We are not fouling this guy. He's going to – if he comes in and look, both Wade and LeBron had 50-point nights against my teams in games we ended up winning, okay? Um, Anthony Davis beat with 59 one night when I was in Detroit, but I just, it's tough for guys night in and night out to put up big numbers if they're not getting to the line and making free throws. You know, uh, one of the injuries have been obviously the major problem for the Heat this year, but for a team that didn't add anyone in the offseason, it, it had to come from internal growth was the way that this team was going to improve upon last year. I think that we've seen it from Bam. Uh, he's really turned into a reliable offensive player really over the last month or so. And another one of those difference makers, internal growth that you were hoping for. And it's only been for a few games now, but Stan, I, I think Victor Oladipo is, uh, he's pretty close to getting back. I mean, is he going to be the all-star from Indiana? Probably not, but he he's pretty close to being a pretty good player again. What do you think? Well, I, I totally agree with you. I agree with you on Bam had an incredible road trip wasn't as good against Brooklyn the other night I think Claxton's length it's the one thing that still bothers Bam and there's very few guys who can match up with him but if you're quick enough to move your feet with him and you've got length Bam is undersized he has a little problem with that I thought Claxton bothered him but on the road trip the guy was incredible I mean he lit it up. He didn't miss any shots. So I agree with you on that one. And, yeah, I think Oladipo's the key guy. He's looking very good right now. Um, but he's really a necessity for them. Minus a move that they might make, a trade. Because, look, last year what happened, they got great play out of those, you know, and all of those guys have dropped off now, you know. And, and not to be cruel, but those undrafted guys now, they look like undrafted guys. You know, Gabe Vincent has struggled mightily. He's not, hasn't at least so far this year, looked like even close to the player. Struce had a good night last night. Hopefully for them, that will propel him. He has struggled. The Duncan Robinson drop-off from year to year over the last four years is almost inexplicable. From unbelievable in the year they went to the finals, to not quite as good, but still very good the next year, to mediocre last. While all of those complimentary guys have dropped off, all that boy, to me, it's a big role. He's got the towel over the last six or seven games. You've seen signs that his athleticism is back. Now it's just sort of getting the rust off and getting the timing back. Um, but if you play that in the past, that's a huge boost to heat. I don't think it's enough, quite honestly, to put them up there with Boston and Milwaukee, but I think they can be a tough out in the playoffs. 
You know, Stan, uh, finally here, before I let you go, uh, I got to talk to you about what's been a consistent theme on my show and really one of the biggest topics in the league this year. Unfortunately, uh, the the load management drives me crazy, Stan. You know, coming from a a fan perspective, uh, a lot of teams charge more money for the better teams, you know, that are coming to town, the star players. And, you know, I want to take my kid to a game. I'm spending a ton of money. I find out an hour and a half before game time that, you know, player X is not playing. Uh, wh- where do you stand there? Like, how, how do we fix this? Like, what do we do about it? Because from a fan perspective, it's brutal, Stan. No, I, look, I totally agree with you. I think it's the uh, biggest problem in terms of the business of the NBA right now. You know, we feel it as a, as a TV network, yeah. and it will be interesting when the TV negotiations come up again, because I know that my bosses feel it. You know, these games are scheduled in advance. Here you come on a national game, and last night the Heat have four starters out. Um, you know, we've had games all year where you show up and the stars are out. TNT's first game on Thursday night is Boston and Brooklyn. Marquee game. Everybody's excited. Oh, Kevin Durant now is out. Now, those are injuries. Yeah. But to me, Zaz, the most interesting thing about the load management, and to be clear, the load management goes beyond the games, okay? Teams don't practice anywhere near the way they used to. Um, a lot of teams don't do – don't go over to the arena, walk through the game, everything – Rest, 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 rest. And yet injuries, legitimate injuries, continue to go up and up and up. And that to me is the problem. The load management, the philosophy of the more rest, the better, it's not working. And quite honestly, where I stand on it, the problem I think is these guys aren't conditioned the way they need to be to play an 82-game NBA season. And the ones that really stand out are not the Duran injuries. You know, Jimmy fell on his leg. There's not a thing to do about that. You know, I mean, you got Duncan Robinson. I mean, with his, there's no conditioning yeah. to be had there. But we've got a lot of guys, and I'm not going to name names, we've got a lot of guys going out for a long time with hamstring injuries and groin injuries, soft tissue type stuff. Conditioning has a lot to do with that. And you can't just simply rest, rest, and then I'm going to go out and go full speed in an NBA game and think your body's going to be ready for that. So I don't agree with the approach that the league is has taken, and I mean teams around the league to, you know, they'll go in the weight room, they'll do all that, but basketball players need to play basketball, they need to practice basketball, to get ready and they're not. And I think that's the bigger problem right now. I don't see a lot of guys sitting out for just straight load management this year. There's some, but I I think a lot of it is we just have more injuries. We're not getting guys ready to play the NBA game. And then, you know, guys sit out longer and longer with injuries. Guys don't play through things um, like they used to. And it would be hard for anybody to argue that. And I think part of it is, you know, as they, they look at guys and what they're paying them. And, you know, I hear all the time, 
we've got to protect our investment. You know, they don't want an injury to turn into a long-term thing. And, and while that's legitimate thinking, who we leave out on that is exactly who you said, the fans. And what I think everyone in pro sports has to understand is the fans are what drives the entire business. We have no league. The players don't make those salaries. The coaches don't make those salaries. None of that stuff happens without the fans. And we've got to, as a league, show the fans a lot more respect um, than what I have seen. Uh, Yeah, I totally agree. I'm glad you said that. Uh, Real quick here, lastly, Stan, you know, when you talk to someone who, who loves the Heat the way that I do all of these years, and certainly people have been in the organization for many, many years, maybe save for the, the, the two championships in 2012, 2013. But you ask a lot of people, what's their favorite Miami Heat team of all time? And I'll still tell you, that 2004 team, there was something special about it, okay? I look back so fondly from that team that you coached in Wade's rookie year, Lamar Odom, Karam Butler. Do you look back at that team as fondly still? Yeah, I mean, that year was was a lot of fun. I was very, very fortunate to be in that situation. You know, Malik Allen and Ron Butler, um, both heat assistants. I got there early last night. They came out on the floor early before they worked guys out. And, um, we, you know, we got to talking about that with Rob Wilson and Steve Stowe and Dave Byer and you know, some old-time heat people. And, yeah, it was a special group because – you know, we had really good young players, but got off to an awful start and hung in there and won 17 of our last 21 and ended up in the second round of the playoffs and lost a pretty competitive six-game series to uh, Indiana. to the Pacers. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, but we, you know, Dwayne, obviously, you know, the way he played in the playoffs and everything else, um, you know, he, Everybody got to see the future, but those other guys too. I mean, you know, Lamar Odom had a great year and um, yeah, it was just a, it was a fun year. It was an exciting year. It was coming off of, you know, a couple of rebuilding years. And so people were sort of hungry for it. And, you know, a lot of times the best times in sports are when something sort of unexpected happens and, Nobody expected us to, to be where we were at the end of the year. We certainly did a great job of lowering expectations early in the year, <laughs> and then it exploded. But that was a great group of people and, and a lot of fun. It was a coaching staff that, that I absolutely loved with, you know, Eric and Bob McAdoo, Keith Askins. Um, yeah, it was a special a special year you would have liked to have you know been able to get a couple more wins and and move on but uh, it was a special season this was fun stan i appreciate you spending some time with us here today uh you uh it, it sounds like you, you you think that the heat uh that the second half that we're gonna have a good second half as long as we get healthy you're you're pretty confident in them yeah i, I just don't know if you can count on the health i yeah. mean the heat haven't been healthy for a couple of years you know and Let's face it. I mean, if, if I had to bet, I would say that Jimmy Butler is going to miss another 12 to 15 games over yeah. the rest of the year. I mean, that's 
Jimmy's been the last couple of years, you know, problems with that knee and, and injury management. So the Heat aren't the only team by any means that can say, well, if we stay healthy, the Clippers are saying if we stay healthy. Milwaukee is saying if we stay healthy. Philly is say, saying if Joel Embiid stays healthy. So when I hear that across the league now, I feel like saying, yeah, join the pack. Nobody is playing fully healthy out here. So, And I think that's why Eric Spolster's approach is so important. You don't hear Eric talking about that. He talks about what they need to do do better, not, well, if this and if that, because he knows. He doesn't have any control over that. So whoever goes out there every day has got to play better, and that's why you get wins like last week from the Miami Heat, because of that approach. They're not going out there saying, okay, hopefully we'll get those guys back on Thursday and on Saturday and be ready to play the Bucks. They're saying, you know what, Jamal Kane, Orlando Robinson, Haywood Highsmith, let's go. Let's go out and get a win tonight and expect them to play. That is another big part, I think, of Eric Spolster's greatness as a coach is, you know, that's what he's promoted since day one here. Great job, Stan. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Safe travels. I appreciate you very much. All right, Zaz. Have a good one. All right. See ya. Really good catching up with Stan there. Stan Van Gundy, excellent job on the broadcast. And, I, I loved him as Heat coach, so always like having him on the program. It had been a while since I'd spoken to him. Uh, hey, you know, I got to tell you guys, if you're not feeling well, you got to call Doctors on Call 365. I've used Doctors on Call 365 myself. I've used them a couple times, once for my son, once for myself, and South Florida's urgent care that comes to you, that's the key with Doctors on Call 365 is rather than have to call your, your, your pediatrician, your, your everyday doctor, you'll wait for an appointment for a couple weeks. I got to see someone right now. I'm sick. I have 103 fever. Well, Doctors on Call 365, they are coming to your home. They're coming to you, your office, wherever you are at the time. And they could do whatever you need. You need a strep test, a flu test, a COVID test. You need IV fluids. You got to get better. You got to get right. Blood drawn. If you need a prescription filled or refilled, Doctors on Call 365, based in Broward County, serving Miami-Dade and Southern Palm Beach as well. Now, while they're self-pay right now, it's going to wind up being less expensive to have Doctors on Call 365 come to your home than if you were to go to the emergency room, wait for hours, and then pay your copay. The convenience to me, priceless. Doctors on Call 365.com. Or get someone on the phone right now and get an appointment. 786-577-9302. That's 786-577-9302. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you will get someone on the phone. All right. So we got to do a little bit of WWE here. So WWE right now, and granted, we got my, we got my pro wrestling show. Every Saturday, myself, my partner, Joey Levin, it's still real to me. Every Saturday, it drops. We had a special episode this week, which was Monday night because I was away. Because the Zazzle family was, was on vacation. We're a skiing family now. So I missed recording Saturday's show. And Monday, uh, we recorded a special edition of the show. So go back and check that out for sure. But anyway, huge news in WWE yesterday. Number one, Stephanie McMahon stepped down yesterday as co-CEO. 
Now, here's what happened. So, when Vince McMahon retired, you know, what was it, six months ago, seven months ago, whatever it was, Stephanie McMahon was on leave. Why was she on leave? Don't know. But Stephanie McMahon was on leave. And she comes back to take over as co-CEO, along with the then-president of WWE, which was Nick Khan. No relation to AEW's owner, Tony Khan. So they're co-CEO. And of course, Triple H, he comes back, Stephanie's husband, Vince McMahon's son-in-law, and he's chief content officer, head of creative. And the WWE fan loves this because they felt Vince was kind of out of touch. The game's passed him by. You need someone else running the show. Triple H takes over, and WWE has been on fire since. It's been so good. So Vince comes back as chairman a few days ago. Makes like a power play. Gets the board back on his side. Just a couple weeks after the board unanimously voted against bringing him back. Then they vote for him to come back a couple days ago because he owns the most shares, 51% of the shares, and he's not going to approve any type of new media rights deal, which is going to be coming up soon. And I made the point, you know, a, a recent on It's Still Real to Me, I believe it was, where you look at what the NFL has done, where they've moved the NFL Sunday ticket from DirecTV to YouTube for streaming next year. Could that be a precursor to what WWE is going to do after their deal at the end of this year with Fox SmackDown and uh, uh, NBC Universal, which is USA Network, which has Raw. Could they do something similar? Well, Vince McMahon makes a power play where he's not going to approve anything unless he's allowed back in as chairman of the board. He's 51% shares. So he's back in the saddle. And then... A a day or two after, which is yesterday, the board unanimously approves Vince McMahon coming back. Stephanie McMahon not only goes back to her leave, she officially resigns from WWE. Released the whole statement. Now, nothing inflammatory there. She none of none of her words made it seem like she's unhappy. But we have no idea why she went on leave originally. Could it be because something happened with her father? Could it be she's unhappy? Could it just be she wants to go back and be with her family? You got to remember. Triple H at the time, he had suffered uh, some type of cardiac situation. And they got three kids, I believe. So, and, and she's been, you know, day-to-day traveling all over the place, WWE, for, you know, half her life. But the timing is so suspicious that she resigns right after her father is back. Now, Triple H is still in charge of creative, for now. I mean, Vince is kind of back in charge. But he's not doing the day-to-day stuff right now. Is he going to be able to hold out on not being in charge of all the stories and whatnot? Is he really just back because he wants to make sure he wants to to get the bank for his buck? If he's not going to be in charge, he's going to sell the company. He's going to be in charge of that part and then make the most make the the most money for his shareholders. Is that possible? It's possible, but Vince lies. Everybody knows Vince lies. So Stephanie steps down. We think that that's going to be the biggest news of the day. Then late last night, the rumors are a rampant. We know the WWE, I think they hired a firm, J.P. Morgan Chase, to, to kind of look out and, 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 you know, see who's interested in buying. And there's a bunch of people on the list, you know, a bunch of companies that could wind up buying WWE. And then last night, now, it hasn't been reported by any of the big 
pro wrestling media writers, guys like Sean Ross Sapp, guys like uh, John Alba. It's it, not, not the big guys yet. But some smaller dirt sheet publications are reporting that WWE has, in fact, been sold to the Saudi group. The same Saudi group that runs Live Golf. And you know they have endless money. The rumors are, again, it, it is not confirmed, at least as of right now, this, this show being taped. It has not been confirmed by any of the big media guys. But there are major rumors out there that the Saudis have bought WWE. And that then they're going to take, it's going to go back to being a private company. Now, going back to being private, I think is great for WWE. For WWE fans. Because you don't have to worry about shareholders. You don't have to worry about appeasing everyone. You can go back and be a little bit raunchier, be a little bit edgier, that kind of deal. But the Saudis owning it, that's kind of nutty. And number two, does that mean if they go back private, is Vince going to be totally back in charge again? Is he going to be running everything again? Which is what no one wants. So this is a massive story. That's going on right now in the pro wrestling world. We don't have any answers right now as of this taping. Certainly, it's still real to me every Saturday on the Zaslow Show 2.0 podcast, uh, which now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Super pumped about that. You want to make sure that you listen this weekend. But I- I'm going to keep trying to cover it throughout the week on Zaslow Show 2.0, okay? We'll get some people on the show over the next couple days, I'm sure, and we'll try and get more into it. But right now, the rumors are that the Saudi group has bought it. I... I think it's fake news right now. It may end up being true. But right now, I think it's fake news because I don't think that you can get a board to approve a sale just a couple days, in just a day or two, after you hire a firm, J.P. Morgan & Chase, to to do an extensive uh, uh, search, research, and try and get, you know, bidders out there. And within 24, 48 hours, the board signs off that we're selling it to the Saudi group. Eh, That seems a little bit quick. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but I, I don't, I think this is fake news right now. It's worth keeping an eye on, but I think it's fake news right now. Huge story. And, and just, I mean, it's a little scary as a pro wrestling fan because I love WWE so much. I love it. It's a major, it's a major part of my life. It was a major part of my childhood. I love WWE. I love pro wrestling. So it makes me really nervous what it means for the future of pro wrestling. I mean, but, but whoever, whoever Vince winds up selling it to, like, is he going to sell it somewhere where it's going to get turned on its head? Number one, it's a super successful company. The most successful it's ever been right now. So why would whoever the buyer is make drastic changes? And if you're Vince, something that, you know, a company that your father once owned, are you going to send it somewhere where, it's, where your, your life's work is going to be ruined? But maybe he would. He's he's the all-time heel, Vince McMahon. So uh, you're very concerned as a pro wrestling fan. And this is wild times in the pro wrestling world. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it ends up being a good thing for WWE. But it's a little bit scary. All right, let's get to big deal or not a big deal. I mean, that right there, that, that's that's big deal. I mean, what else are you going to say, you know? But big deal or not a big deal, you know how we do it. Every show, big deal or not a big deal. And I got to tell everyone, look, 
If you're looking to get down, if you're looking for some live music, you're looking to have some fun, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. You know that's my spot. World's greatest upscale dive bar. Great food, great music, great times. You got live music every day starting tonight at 7 p.m. You got live music, and it's Wednesday, so that means you got fish and chip specials. That's right. Every weekday, you got the Briny Hour. That's happy hour from 4 to 7 p.m. Now, you take Atlantic Boulevard all the way to the ocean, and right there is the Briny. Now, don't park in the ocean. Park behind the Briny. It's free parking. Don't park at one of the meters on the other side. Park behind the Briny. They will validate your tag, and you don't have to pay for parking. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. I'll see you there Sunday. Dolphins game, 1 p.m. That's my spot for Dolphin games. Come on out to the Briny. Let's watch the Dolphin game together. Let's get lit up. Come on. Let's get loose. You know what I'm talking about. Big deal or not a big deal. All right. First up here. So, Jeff Saturday, interim coach of the Indianapolis Colts. It doesn't look like he's going to be retained. I mean, how can he? He He was a disaster. But... Big deal or not a big deal that apparently ESPN wants him back. Now, I think that's a big deal because I got a hard time taking what Jeff Saturday says seriously if he's talking about coaching. Like, Jeff Saturday can't now go on my television and preach about a coach doing this, coach doing that, good job, bad job, when you were awful as a coach. So, I don't care what you have to say about a coach. You stick to your analysis about the game, about players, but I don't want to hear Jeff Saturday talk about a coach because he doesn't know about coaching. We, we just see he has no idea about coaching. He's a terrible coach. So I think that's a big deal. He loses credibility now if he goes back to television. So that's a big deal. All right, number two. How about Eddie Murphy yesterday at the Golden Globes? I love the Golden Globes. I didn't see it last night because I was watching the Heat. I was watching the Panthers double dip you know what I'm talking about but how about Eddie Murphy last night he's up there presenting uh I don't think he won an award he's up there presenting and Eddie Murphy he's uh he's giving that good advice I want to let you know that there is a a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success prosperity longevity and peace of mind it's a blueprint and I followed it my whole career. It's very simple. There's three things you just do. These three things. Pay your taxes. Mind your business. And keep Will Smith's wife's name. That's a good job by Eddie Murphy. And it sounded like he was being serious, you know, and then he throws that out there at the end. Eddie Murphy, all-time great. All-time great funny guy. And he hasn't been funny in forever. It's not funny anymore. Which is weird because he was amazing. But that was funny. That's a good that's a big deal. That's a good job there by Eddie Murphy. Alright, how about this? Last night, NBA on TNT. Yeah, the Heat game on TNT last night. Adam left co-hosting Candace Parker. Jamal Crawford made his debut. And of course Shaquille O'Neal. He does Tuesday nights as well as Thursday nights. And was this part of the Georgia TCU bet? That Shaq lost because he showed up with a ridiculous hairline. <laughs> to my right. There we go. A four-time champion, Stephen A. Shaq. <laughs> you know, we had plans, but when that hairline walks in, it's something <laughs> we got to discuss. Forehead, though. Shout out to my main man, Stephen A. Hey, is that, uh, is that crooked? Hold on. Uh, keep it on light. Is, is it crooked? So crooked? It looks good. <laughs> Hold your head to the left and it's straight. There you go. 
Oh, wow. It, oh, it yeah, is it's crooked. a little bit up to the right. <laughs> Bill. Up to the right. Bill, I'm going to kill you when I get home, Bill. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I, I guess I'll go big deal there because you got to see the video. He like it's 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 up to it's up here. If you're watching youtube.com slash show, and I'm not one to talk, but yeah, his hairline is starting all the way up here. It it's it's ridiculous. So I'm going big deal, but I love Shaq. That's my dog. Alright, finally, I got one more for you here. Big deal or not a big deal. Donovan Mitchell. He's having some type of season, man. D- don't at me about Tyler Hero and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is having some type of season. He had 71 last week. When he scored the 71. I looked at my son. We, we were we were in in Utah last week. I go, is this real? This happened now? Is this is this for real? Anyway, he returned to Utah last night for the first time. Jazz won by two. Donovan Mitchell had forty six, and you got to give it up for the crowd there in Utah because a lot of times a player will return, they'll boo. This really wasn't his fault. He didn't request a trade. It's just the writing was on the wall. They're going through a rebuild. It also helps that the team is not awful. The team, they're like a 500 team. I think they're two games over 500, maybe. And so, so that helps. And here you can, you, you can hear in the starting lineup introduction, they, they gave it up for Donovan Mitchell. The starting center, number 31 at 6'11 from Texas, Jared Allen. Number 45 at guard at 6'3 from Louisville, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that, that's good. That's a big deal right there. You like that. Donovan Mitchell seems like a good guy, and man, he is... He is having some kind of year, and that Cleveland team is fun. But the Jazz, they wound up winning last night. Most importantly, though, we know the team. So that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Wow, what a show today. What a first show on Blue Wire. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. You tell your friends about the show. I love you long time. Uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Stan Van Gundy, who stopped by. Thanks, everyone, for putting together a great show today. Appreciate all your hard work. Talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba... Stay tranquilo, because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat... Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. 
BruntInsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.